Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of What the Tech Am I Doing? This is our first episode of 2022. We have come back from a bit of a hiatus and we are coming out kicking. So we are starting a new routine. So our cadence will be the 1st and the 15th of every month. So this episode is released on the 1st. The next episode will be the 15th and hopefully we can keep it up for the rest of the year episode we're going to focus on earning your seat at the table in a workplace environment so as I was developing this podcast or thinking about it I originally was targeting it towards women um, because predominantly women in a male-dominated field especially the one I'm in so I'm in engineering um, it it typically is what maybe is, is harder to voice up and, and get your voice heard. But as I thought of it, I realized that there's so many others and it's not it's not just women. It's maybe the person who has an accent who who feels like they're they're not heard or uh, maybe they're judged more. It's it's the minorities that notice themselves out of place. It's it can even be the shy person, you know, whether it's male or female, whether um regardless of their ethnicity or their culture or their background, they might not feel comfortable to speak up or feel like they have a voice or um, really, really own that seat at the table. And so this is for everyone, I think, how to earn that seat at the table and feel good about it. I think a lot of companies now are focusing on diversity, which I think is so amazing. Now it's you know required to have more diversity when you're recruiting, right? When you're interviewing people, when you're hiring people. And that's such an amazing thing that we're now striving towards. Um, So what you tend to see is the past few years, the hiring groups of the younger individuals at a company are much more diverse. You're seeing a lot more minority groups. You're seeing a lot more women. Um, You're starting, even, um, I know my company has goals on you know, people with disabilities, what percentage of the company has, has disabilities and making sure that that's broad. So I think all those strides are so amazing and so um, deserving in this time and age. But the reason I wanted to make this specific podcast is because what we're tending to see is the people hired in the last few years have that diversity, but the people at the top might not. Um, So a lot of companies are still the top, you know, three or so levels are heavily white male dominated, right? Um, And so it can feel very isolating to people at the lower levels, especially as you're you're getting that diversity, that they don't see someone at the top they can relate to, that they don't see their champions. And and if you're lucky, you have a manager that you can relate to and, and can see you for that and have that relationship with you. But again, not everyone has that either. And so I just wanted to make this a safe space and make this a spot where I can share some of the advice and experiences I've gotten. Um, I was very, very lucky and very privileged to have um, a manager for over two years that was um, an ethnic woman who was an amazing leader and really paved the way um, to make her voice heard and subsequently all of our voices heard, um, who reported to her and even who didn't report to her. Um, and so she has now moved on. Um, she's getting her MBA from Harvard 
So very well deserved. And it just shows how amazing of a person she was and a leader. And, you know, she's planning, she's going to do great things one day, right? Um, But I think the thing that I noticed most upon her leaving was my reporting structure turned predominantly male. And although it's not something I ever noticed before, it's something that I definitely noticed the difference. Um, the difference in certain conversations, the difference in understanding, um, and to no fault of, of any of these men, right? All, all great men who have tried, who are allies and try their best, right? Um, but it made me realize that not everyone um, is an ally for that and not everyone has that understanding and it can feel very isolating when, when that um, mentor and that champion is gone. And I want to try and share that advice that she's been able to give me and share that advice to other people who might be in similar situations where, you know, diversity is important to you and, um, but you're not necessarily having someone that you can talk to about it, or maybe you're going through tough situations or maybe your voice isn't feeling like it's heard. This is hopefully the podcast to help out. So step one, making your voice heard. So One of the quotes that I love is that everything in life was made up by someone no smarter than you. And I think when you realize that, you start to realize that things were put in place by people just like you and and nothing's to say that they were necessarily smarter than you either. And I think one of the biggest things I learned entering the industry was that everyone's just trying their best. Um, And some people in, in, in higher up positions or more tenure they might not necessarily know more than you, but maybe they have more experience and they know how to deal with certain situations or maybe they have more confidence um, or maybe they just need to step up and be a leader. And so they're making certain decisions. And so I think making your voice heard, being able to gauge the room, speak up, contribute when you have an idea, call out stuff when it doesn't make sense is so important. And you can be loud, you can be soft. I think both enable people to listen to what you're saying um, if it's worth listening to. And I think there's certain situations when, when being quiet actually is more beneficial. And I think there are certain situations where you need to make sure your voice is heard, right? And, and maybe speak up with, with some more gusto behind it. Um, but I've noticed that if you can start to build that reputation for yourself, so, you know, starting out in, in smaller groups even maybe, If there's a topic being discussed and you know about the topic, feel free to add information where it's valuable. Don't necessarily speak just to speak because I think that can can very much fall on the other side where if you're just speaking just to speak, um, people may assume that you continuously do that if you do it too much. But if you are able to understand the topic and the situation and learn about it outside of the meeting. So when you come to the meeting, you are ready to be able to engage and contribute. That is huge. And if you're able to, one, voice what your recommendation is on the topic, um, and then explain the why, I think that's also super valuable. Because I think once people can see, one, that you're contributing and you're knowledgeable, and then Two, explaining the why behind it allows people a little insight into your mind. And so if they can understand what's going on in your mind and understand the logic that got you to that 
decision or that suggestion, the respect starts to build, right? The reputation starts to build. And even if the suggestion was wrong, but your, your logic was right, they could see the logic. That's not a bad thing. You know, I get a lot of people that they'll end up saying, oh yeah, like I could see how that would be, but you know, and that's where good discussion starts. So speak up, speak up with confidence, know what you're talking about and don't speak just to speak. And I love when I can see allies, right? Being the person that someone else needs. When someone is new to the company or new to the group or recently graduating from college and they're, they're on the meeting for the first time, asking them how, what they think, you know, and not necessarily putting on the spot if you know they have no clue what you guys are talking about, but maybe after the meeting, gauging, right? If you are a leader and someone new is in your meeting, after the meeting, can you take a minute to say, hey, what did you think about this topic? And check their logic. And if their logic sound um, and they have, they're starting to form those opinions and, and catch up to speed, the next meeting, you know, can you throw them a bone, right? Um, obviously that one you need to gauge because you also don't want to throw someone under the bus and, and, you know, bring that confidence down. Um, so that's why it's good to start in one-on-one settings and see where they're at and gauge that, um, and give them the voice. I think it's so valuable when I see leaders giving the voice and the platform to, uh, I guess to call it lower level employees, right? So people who are recently starting out are still trying to find their way. If someone did the work, can can we allow them to present on it? Can we at least give them credit? And I think that goes on both sides, right? So, you know, if you're a leader, if you're already established, giving someone credit where credit is due is huge. Not only for their confidence, but in their reputation that others see them. And on the other hand, if you're getting your platform and trying to make your voice heard, don't think that you need to take all the credit for someone to to acknowledge you. I think people go a long way when you dish out acknowledgments as well. When you come and you say, hey, this is what I think and, you know, really appreciate this person for for helping me get up speed or or for helping me calculate those things or, or for doing the testing in the lab, whatever it may be. Giving credit where credit is due is going to make, one, people want to help you because they know you're going to acknowledge them. Two, I think makes you more respectable for the people around you because they realize your your humbleness and your empathy and your ability to care for others. Um, and three, it allows others to then give credit to you where it is due. Um, so I think there's a lot just just by, you know, acknowledging other people's contributions. So those are some suggestions off the bat, right? I know confidence doesn't come naturally to some people. I know you can't step into work tomorrow and just be like, today I'm going to speak up. But maybe the first step is today I'm going to understand, fully understand the information and the different sides that are being spoken. Maybe the second step is I'm going to have a conversation with some of the people in this meeting offline and and voice my opinion and my thoughts and and maybe then you start to feel comfortable and get into the space where you can speak up in the room and you could voice that and 
Um, not all companies are, are open to that, are open, open to the younger levels, you know, speaking openly with, with the upper levels. I think my company's um, very privileged in that we allow that to happen. And I hope other companies do the same. Um, I hope that's where we're going. Um, but I haven't worked at too many companies to be able to say if that's true or not. Um, but when it is not true, when you feel as though you are being stifled or, you know, you don't feel like you can speak freely, there's a few things that you can do. And, and again, these are just my suggestions. This is what works for me. It won't necessarily work for all situations or all people. But one of the easiest things for me to do um, is mirroring. And we've talked about it in a different episode. But if you can speak into existence what just happened, unwelcome situations, comments, um, maybe you say something and someone else says it, can you speak it into existence? Can you say, oh, that's, yeah, I agree. That's what I was just saying, you know? And it doesn't have to be rude. Can but Or maybe, you know, I've heard people in meetings, you know, make comments to someone, um, a female who was getting her MBA and they assumed she was like taking cooking classes or something. And, and it was almost comical when, when I spoke up and said, Oh, that's interesting. Like, why do you think it was cooking classes and not an MBA? Would you have said that to a male? And, and it's, it's comical because everyone starts laughing, right? Everyone saw the situation. And if you're able to bring light to it, um, they account for their actions and, you know, he was deeply apologetic and, and accounted and, and, you know, he was able to own up to it. Um, different situations where maybe they're not letting you speak, you know, oh, you, you can take it offline. You can say, oh, that's interesting. Like, is there a reason that, you know, you didn't want me to share? Is there anything I can do um, to explain that maybe you send an email to say hey this is something I thought of during the meeting just wanted to share it with you because I didn't get a chance to in the meeting right um just seeing if you can speak into existence the unwelcome situations or comments that you're seeing in the end it comes down to being kind being kind to everyone your peers the people above you, the people below you, um, and treating everyone equally, right? You hear this all the time, but it's like, treat the janitor the same way you would treat the CEO. If you can show kindness to everyone, I I would hope that everyone shows kindness back to you. And, and if we treat everyone as though they're on an equal playing field, um, I would hope that they would treat you back as though you were on an equal playing field. And and I've seen that in my career. Um, thing is you got to know your stuff, right? It is really hard to ignore a voice when they are right. <laughs> and so, you know, you can pose it as a suggestion. I do that a lot. Um, and suggestions get heard. And so, and, and it doesn't have to be loud. Like I was saying before, I've been in meetings where, you know, people are are arguing back and forth um, and everyone's, you know, kind of talking loud and, and I'll just, you know, when there's an opening speak and speak softly and calmly and, and what does it do? It requires everyone to stop what they're doing to hear me actually. 
Um, and so there's instances where speaking softly is actually beneficial because it requires people to stop what they're doing um, and really listen <laughs> to be able to hear you. And obviously don't whisper, but you don't necessarily need to match um, the tone and the the volume of everyone if it's if it's high. You, you know, adding to the volume doesn't necessarily um, add benefit. Don't minimize yourself to make others feel comfortable. Call out the injustices, whether it's happening to you, whether it's happening to someone else. Creating a safe work environment is like so huge and has such an impact on their studies that has an impact on productivity, um, how long people stay. And when that safe environment isn't felt, people don't think they can voice their opinions and don't feel like their opinions are heard, they're not going to stay. Um, so it not only benefits you to, to feel joy in your work environment, but it also, if you're a leader at a company, it benefits the company, right? Um, to make sure that people are feeling safe and seen in their own space. And if you are having to deal with in inappropriateness or you you're not feeling heard or whatever it may be that is making you feel unsafe or unappreciated at work the first thing i would recommend is hey can you speak up can you speak up about it um and and not minimize yourself to make them feel better right can you bring it into existence the other thing is i mean there's always bosses there's always hr um if I'm going to be honest, I've, I've never seen too much benefit from going the HR route, although I do hope that's different for different companies. Um, I really hope, you know, if anything happens to anyone, they're able to speak to it and, and get the help they need. Um, and if you're not seeing that, don't allow yourself to stay in that environment. Um, obviously, you know, we need to work and we need paychecks and you need that stability in your life. Um, but if you have the luxury um, and you are not being treated and you are not happy and your voice is not being heard, you owe it to yourself to make sure that you do something about it. Um, and if that resonates with you a little too deep, you are always welcome to reach out to me. Um, I'm always happy to help people. I think, especially in this day and age, Mental health is so important, and if your mental health is suffering and you're not seeing that support from whether it's your boss or your leadership or um, HR, whatever it may be, you owe it to yourself to do something about it and to be happy 40 plus hours of your week, right? Um, so I think when you create that good reputation for yourself, and, and prove that you know what you're talking about and, and let your work speak for you, it allows you the luxury of being able to choose more um, of what that role looks like for you and how to make sure that you're both the happiest at work, um, doing something you're passionate about, and then that also leads to contribution to your company, right? Um, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to enjoy the extra time and the extra efficiency and the dedication you're doing. And you're not going to say, well, that's another hour. Um, and so you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your company. Um, you owe it to your family, your friends. Because if it starts to affect you in a negative way, 
Um, it'll really affect everything around you. And likewise, if it affects you in a positive way, if your work affects you and you feel seen and you feel heard, um, that's like only going to benefit your life. So um, I think that's about all I have for today. Um, a bit of high level, but hopefully good actionable things on both sides. If you're an ally, if you're in leadership, um, if you're still make, trying to make your voice heard. Um, there's some great books out there as well. Uh, there's books on the energy you want to create. Uh, the energy bus is a great short book you can read. Um, another one I love is how to win friends and influence people. It, it just sheds light on how the words you say and how you phrase them can be taken by others. Um, and so it just kind of gives you a different mindset and, you know, anything you can read out there, if you, want more help on speaking or speaking up or confidence. There's so much literature, um, self-help books out there. And so that'd be a great place to start, you know, um, it be starting and learning and growing that confidence in different tools. And then you can go to application. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, we're going to be getting on a new cadence. So look out for episodes on the first and the 15th of every month for 2022. And I hope you guys are enjoying the content. Please reach out if there's anything or anyone you want us to bring on the show. And like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, however uh, you stream your music and your podcast. Hope you guys all have a great day. On the 15th, where we bring in a financial advisor to talk investing 101. How to grow your wealth how to start investing, what everything means, it'll all be in there.